0: Hi, I'm Renee Philpot, and this is Selling with Charm. After over 26 years in sales, there's one thing I have learned. Sales is fun. Join me as I help you simplify your sales process, and together we will reach your weekly, monthly, and yearly goals. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I have another treat for you this week as I get to introduce you to my friend, Sarah. I met Sarah when I went to Pink Creative's retreat back in April and I enjoyed it so much. I had been following Sarah for several months and I just love her uh, feed on Instagram and all the things that she does. But when I met her in person, she is so genuine and has so much to offer that I know you're going to love this as much as, as I loved it. And in this interview, I learned new things about Sarah Just so excited to share this with you, and I am so happy that Sarah agreed to be a guest and shared her heart with us, so have a listen and enjoy. Hi Sarah, I am so happy to have you with me. Hey Renee, thank you so much for having me today. I would love for you to tell my audience a little bit about yourself and um, anything you want us to know.
1: Okay, so hello everybody. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm super excited to be with y'all. So, I am an educator, I am a real estate investor, and I am a content creator and founder of Simply Southern Cottage. But I'll also tell you, I know Renee's podcast revolves a lot of the time around sales. And so, for 11 years, I was a very successful account executive. So, I have a very strong sales background.
0: And I love that
1: yes,
0: (laughs) (laughs) because I think we probably share um, some of the same philosophy about sales. I love sales and I was never, I never really felt like it was a bad thing. How do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, no, I loved it. I love the relationships that I was so good at building with my customers. And then I just, I love the hustle. I love the challenge. And so I just... Um, yeah, I I loved every aspect of it.
0: So did you intend, like, was it something you
1: thought, someday I want to be in sales, or did you fall into it? No, I fell into it. So let's see, let me think of the year. It was 2008, and at the time, I was married, and my now ex-husband's job took us out to Salt Lake City, and literally... (laughs) I wasn't even looking for a job yet. And I got a call out of the blue from a software company and asked me to go to work in Kansas city for them. And I said, well, we're not, you know, we're moving to salt Lake. I can't move to Kansas city. And so they were like, well, we'll hire you in salt Lake. And that's literally how I got into sales that changed my life. Mm, Yeah. I feel the very
0: same about sales. Um, I really didn't think too much about it until I was given the opportunity and to me, it was like visiting people. Like I was getting paid to go out and visit people. So I loved the cold calling. I loved um, that I got to pick what to do during the day and nobody told me where I had to go. Uh, I'm kind of competitive. So I love the contest um, and the um, bonuses and the things that I got to win. I thought that was great about it. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And I love what you said about the autonomy, because I also had that. And I know, unfortunately, it's not like that for every sales rep. But if there's managers that happen to be listening to this, I think that is one of the best things that you can do for your people to be successful. Like my manager was like, as long as you're selling, like, I don't care how you're spending your time, you know, and I was working you know, 60, 70, 80 hours a week at some points, but he left me alone and it was the best thing ever. I just enjoyed it so much.
0: Yeah. So that was the same kind of experience I had. They kind of just said, this is what we expect. Right. And so I just went to work on it and that's the part that I loved about it. Yeah. One of the parts, there was a lot of parts, but that that was one of them. Um, So I love that we have that in common and that you were willing to share that. But what you do now is is a little different than that. So, share a little bit about what you're doing now. Oh
1: gosh, how much time do you have, Renee? <laughs> oh my goodness. So I my life is bananas. It is absolutely bananas and every day I wake up and I think how am I going to survive today? How am I going to get everything done? And somehow I do and sometimes Um, You know, I have to give my best yes every day. And sometimes my best yes is a no, but I have to, you know, manage all this stuff. So with that being said, um, I told you guys earlier that I really have three avenues of income. So one, I'm an educator. So I was a teacher um, for 10 years, teacher assistant principal, and then um, technology director. And then I was an educational sales rep for 11 years. And so I left my W-2 job back in 2018. And I still have my toe dipped in that world. So I do travel and train teachers a little bit. I said I wasn't going to do it as much, but I can't just quit it. I can't. I just love it. So so I travel and train teachers. And then I also do real estate investing. And so for me, what that looks like is I have long-term rentals. I have short-term rentals like Airbnbs. And then I'm also working on eight historic villas in downtown Minden, Louisiana right now, which will eventually be um, eight little Airbnbs in our downtown. Um, And then I am a content creator. And so basically that's another term. I hate the word influencer. I hate that word, but um, I like content creator much better. So in essence, I get to show up in my space every single day and talk about grace, hope, mercy, and forgiveness. There's a whole backstory to my story, Renee, um, but I've just been blessed in the fact that other people have taken notice of my work and they want to partner with me to get the word out about their products. And so I have worked three years with Martha Stewart, uh, JC Penny. Home Chef, Hertz Car Rental, Rooms to Go. I mean, the, there's a laundry list that's long, but um, I get paid by brands to create content for them, which is an incredible privilege. So that's oh. all of it in a nutshell. <laughs> all right, so
0: when you started moving to toward, I guess, adding something on um, as an educator and mm-hmm. you were looking to add some on, where, did you start first on the path of, Content creation, or was
1: your main goal real estate? Oh, good question. So, my life's goal was not to be a content creator. That is not how I wanted my life to turn out. But um, I have, I had a vision in 2001 of like flipping a house when I was a teacher. Like, I was my ex husband and I, like, we could, we could flip a house, we could you know, make $10,000 over a summer just by flipping a house. And we never did it. Um, I think we were just scared and didn't have the capital to invest at that time. So I've always had this like real estate dream, like kind of dwelling in my spirit. And so after I got divorced, I really started saving my money and pumping my extra money into real estate. So I was a teacher educator and then was kind of doing like a side hustle of real estate investing. And when I found my house in 2016 and started these social accounts, like, I just thought, like, I'm just going to throw some pictures up of my house. And, you know, my sister will click like my mom will click like, but, you know, a lot of other people liked it, too. And I literally was thrust into the world of influencing or content creation. So it was not what I wanted to do. But here we all are
0: okay so I love that because I think sometimes it's the other way around I think people see um, social media and they think I'd like to do that but I think what's unique about your story is you're kind of driven from something else that's right uh, it's it's not that it's something else and I think that that is an important part of your story and a an part that I love and I know that I've heard a little bit, but I know you didn't just jump into real estate. It's something you had to work toward, and you really were, um, you had a goal that you wanted to do that, and you worked really hard,
1: right? I I did. So um, after my divorce, I found what's called the FIRE movement, F-I-R-E, and that stands for Financially Independent Retire Early. And basically what that philosophy says is that you live on a small fraction of your income, And you make sacrifices. Like I got rid of my TV, got rid of my cable bill. Um, I, for example, I went one whole year and I didn't buy a stitch of clothing, like not one stitch of clothing. And by doing that, like I realized, like, I don't need all these new clothes and you can find really good clothes at Goodwill. So I did all of these things like to significantly cut my like monthly living expenses And then I started saving my money to invest in real estate. And so that's kind of what I did. Mm,
0: I love that because it didn't just come to you. You had to work for it.
1: That's right. And
0: just like in sales, your quota doesn't just come, you have to work for it. That's right. That's right. So what, so what got your attention about the fire movement? Was it just that Hey, I spend a lot more than I really have to, I can do this. Or was it that you'd like to retire early or was it that you wanted to, you know, you really wanted to invest in real estate? What really caught your eye about that?
1: That's a great question. Um, I did not want to work for somebody else the rest of my life. So with that being said, I told you I worked for a great company. I had amazing managers. Like it was nothing against them, but like, if I wanted to go to Guatemala for four weeks, like in the middle of the summer, like I wanted to be able to do that. And having a W2 job for the most part doesn't allow you that freedom and flexibility that you need. And so I don't even remember how I came across fire and Mr. Money Mustache is kind of like the originator of that. But however, it came across, like I saw it and I thought that is what I want to do with my life. Like I am working harder today, Renee, than I ever worked in sales and ever worked being a teacher, but I'm also much more fulfilled and it's all on my own terms. So I started doing those things so that I could like, quote unquote, retire early from my W-2 job and start living the life of freedom and flexibility that I wanted.
0: Mm, I love that. So what has been, what was the hardest thing about doing that?
1: Hmm. Let me see, I guess just, just making the immediate sacrifices for long-term gain. You know, it meant not eating out, um, you know, not impulse buying things, whether it's clothes or shoes or the latest gadget or whatever, having an old phone, you know, not getting the latest iPhone every time I paid off my car and like my car's a 2012, but I'm still driving it and it's you know, almost 170,000 miles. So, you know, it's, it's just making those sacrifices like immediately to get to that long-term gain.
0: I see. So did was there a point that you, you said, okay, I can ease up on this a little,
1: but it was harder to go back than you thought? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I just, okay. um, I haven't changed anything. I mean, I still, it's so funny because People on Instagram will ask me like, oh my gosh, like, I love that shirt. Where did you get it? And I always tell them I'm like, I'm, I can't help you with fashion because I, I probably got it at Goodwill or I got it, you know, 15 years ago on <laughs> sale at Old Navy because I still have my eye on the prize. I have to be very careful with my living expenses even today because I never want to go back to a W-2 job ever, ever again. And so I just keep plugging in and pressing forward and investing in my businesses rather than having nice things.
0: Uh, I think that's great. So I think that that probably is part of your secret to success because that is really where sometimes when we ease up is when we get caught back in those old habits, right. or like you said, the we don't have our eye on the prize. Yeah. And, um, so you yeah. had, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say, let me just say this too, really quickly that um, like, it wasn't always this way for me. And I mean, I can tell my story without shame, but you know, when I was newly married, like many newly married people, maybe in their early twenties, Like I wanted the big house. Right. And I wanted fancy cars and we had a boat and we had a house full of nice furniture, but we were also like in debt up to our eyeballs. But on the outside, like we had all these nice things and like, I wanted to keep up with the Joneses and like, I'm not going to make light. Like I have a nice house now. Right. I mean, my house is super adorable and And I'm so grateful for that. But my ex-husband and I lived in like this 4,800 square foot house in Salt Lake City. And it was stunning. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was stunning. It was at the base of the Ochre Mountains. I could look off my back porch and see the Salt Lake in the distance. But we did not need a 4,800 square foot house for two people, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, and I didn't want to be a slave to debt for the rest of my life, Um, so I just wanted to say that because it, it, it wasn't always this way for me, but just again, making those intentional decisions after my divorce was so important to me.
0: Oh, I love that so much because it took me a long time to learn those lessons. Right. And like you said, I think until you've had that stuff, maybe you don't know that it's not important, but once right. you once you get more than you need, and you start realizing, huh, this isn't kind of what I expected. That's um, right. Or I would or sometimes when we see something and we think, oh, it'd be great to live there, or it'd be great to do, we're not um we're not in the same state of mind that we would be in at that point. Like I started wrecking Earl and I downsized. Uh, several times over mm-hmm. several years. Cause we, we did that. We built a house that was way too big mm-hmm. and um, we had all the cars and, and mm-hmm. all these things. And then we started realizing that, well, my, uh, my moment of awakening was we got a, uh, an electric bill. That was a thousand dollars. Oh my one, one month, $1,000 and I started thinking about what, what could we spend a thousand dollars on? Right. And, it was just four of us. It was just us and two little boys and a thousand dollar electric bill. And so that is really when we started thinking, okay, look, we we don't need a house that's this big. And we, we had, we had had the house built. It was everything we'd ever dreamed of, had the wraparound porch on 45 acres. It was great, but it, it came with a lot of other things that when you pass by and you see all these wonderful things, you don't, you don't know everything that's going on to keep that. To, that's right. You know, and, and like you said, we well, at that point, we had started our own business and we were working harder than we had ever worked for yep. anyone else. Uh, but we liked that freedom and choosing our own path and all that's of that. Great. But it was a very hard lesson for us and it took us several several years <laughs> to uh, work our way um, to where we really wanted to be and I don't right. know that we could have learned that lesson any other way I'd love like to That's think right. we could have um, but um, it, it certainly made a difference for us so I love that you shared that
1: yeah and I just want you know like when when my online community like see me and especially these younger girls like I just want them to know like you don't have to go that route. Like life is so much better without chasing the Joneses, you know? I mean, you don't have to keep up with the Joneses to live a wonderful life, but I do want to say one thing, Renee, and I've said this like to my online community, like I don't want your listeners or anybody else that's listening to this to think like, I'm like stealing ketchup packets from McDonald's to have ketchup at my house. Like, um, I am comfortable. I am. And I will spend some money on some things, right? Like I will not buy a Louis Vuitton purse, never, no way. But um, like I went to Hawaii in 2019 and I went to Rome and I went to Madrid. And so I did have, I did go all those places on airline miles, just FYI. But um, like I love to spend my money on experiences, right? And things that enrich my life and that grow my cultural understanding of the word around of world, the world around us. So I don't want anybody to think that like, I'm just like sitting over here eating French fries, every meal, because <laughs> I just, I just choose where to direct my money. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Yes. I, th- I think that is wonderful. And I, I maybe if, if you hadn't um, if you're sitting back and you're thinking about doing some, you know, some drastic life change, You think you have to go without things, but you, for us anyway, you start realizing what's important. That's right. What what you want to spend the money on and what's worth it, um, you know, all of those memories, all of those experiences is really what it's, you know, I wish I could forget the thousand dollar electric bill. I know that's (laughs) awful.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Um, So. I love that you shared that. Now, what has been your biggest surprise about being a content creator?
1: Oh, mm, let me think for a second. Biggest surprise. Uh, Honestly, the first thing that pops into my mind, and this is probably not the answer you're looking for, but my biggest surprise is that brands want to work with me. Like I just said this on a reel I posted for Martha Stewart, like uh, last week or so, like it just blows my mind because I was a teacher for crying out loud. Like I am not a decorator. I am not an interior designer. And the fact that almost every single day I'm getting emails and, you know, people wanting to send me things or partner with them or whatever I'm just like Martha Stewart like once like I'm just a teacher for crying out loud so I think that's been the biggest surprise because again this is not how I intended my life to turn out like I thought I was just going to be continuing on that path of school leadership and eventually being a school superintendent one day Um, so it's it's funny the twists and turns life takes it really is
0: yeah. So I, I can see why brands want to work with you. It's because you're so sincere Aww. and with, when you see your content, it, it feels real. Yeah. And I think that, that makes a difference. And so brands recognize that I'm sure they do. Um, so, cause I remember when I first came across your content, um, I don't know if I, but I read your story about your house and, mm-hmm. and how you were so patient Yes, uh, getting oh your house and, and I identified with it because I'm from a small town. My family is important to me. Um, but, and you mentioned the, uh, circle, is it circle maker book? The circle maker. Yes. Yes. So I bought the book. It's so funny. So I bought the book and after I read that, and then, um, I, I really had, had, not spend as much time on social media. hadn't come back across it until um, I saw that you were doing pink creatives with Wendy. Yes. And um, so then I started following more and listening and watching and um, because I was able to go to pink creatives in, in Texas back in, it was in April Mm -hmm. and uh, I loved it so much. And I, I just couldn't believe when I met you, uh, just how sincere and down to earth you are. Oh,
1: Renee. <laughs> I mean, Listen, I am who I am. And I will show up on Instagram with no makeup on <laughs> like 90% of the time. I look like a hot mess, but that that's who I am. Like it pains my soul to have to get up and put on makeup. And I mean, and like either people are going to accept me or they're not. So thank you for saying that
0: well and it was it was a great experience with with all the other people that were there it was a small group but I think that was what was so special about it yes and and as you shared um stories with us and uh, lessons it was it was just a huge blessing um and since then I got the audio book of the circle maker oh <laughs> I
1: good good
0: because I don't know what I did with my with the hard copy <laughs> so yes <I> <laughs>
1: that's okay
0: um, but I did I loved the story that you shared uh about your house because and then if it once you know that story and then you see uh your social media,
1: it, it's yes. pretty amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's pretty crazy.
0: <laughs> All right. So um what what does the future hold? Do you have a whole lot? Now we I got to see Menden on HGTV. Uh, as many others did has that made a big difference for your town have you seen a lot of changes yes
1: oh my gosh I mean we're still you know we're still reaping the benefits and we will for some time but I'm not even kidding almost every day um, I get a dm or an email with you know someone from my online community like out in front of my house like taking a selfie Or, you know, somebody that will say, hey, we came to Minden today. Like we had some ladies come in last week or week before last from Chicago, and they were doing all of the hometown cities across the South. So they had stopped in, you know, Wetumpka and then Laurel and then Minden. And so we are definitely seeing an increase in the tourists that are coming to our town. And then I think it just has sparked... Just an overall like revitalization effort. Like people are wanting to start new businesses and are fixing up their homes and fixing up green spaces. So I think that we're just starting to see the beginning of what's to come from ending.
0: Hey, have you been considering joining a community? My community is giving you one month free access. So check it out. When you join, For that free month, you're going to have full access to the Library of Sales Lessons, the monthly challenges. Every week, I give you a challenge that will lead to more progress throughout the month. So when you reach the end of the month, you're going to see results. You also get access to my newsletter monthly group calls. So there's two group coaching calls every month. You also get unlimited access to me as your coach in, inside the group and access to bonus content. So there is no risk. You get 30 days free inside my community this month. Go so head on over to com and hit the membership tab for more. Yeah, so Minden is on our list. We want to visit. We oh, went to... Down. We went to LaGrange, Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And we had been there, but we hadn't been downtown because it's not that far from us. It's about an hour, hour and 30 minutes, maybe. Okay. And and so, but it was so neat to go there and see things that you saw on TV. So I know that's how the people who are coming to your town and visiting, that's how you feel. It becomes so much more real when you get to see it in person. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: Yeah, so um i love seeing all the things that you're doing you have you are actually uh, a line of rugs is that right i have a rug line
1: coming <laughs> out so again going back to what i just said a few minutes ago like what in the <laughs> world and I, I just can't believe it 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 just floors me i mean yes so i have a line of rugs with orion rugs coming out september 15th. And so we are going to do a pre-sale, I think around September 1st, we're going to launch like a two-week pre-sale initiative. So if you pre-sale or if you pre-buy your rugs on Amazon at, you know, a discount of 15% off, then I'm going to do something for those people. I don't know what yet. I'm not sure if it's going to be a private Facebook event or you know, a private Zoom something, we're going to do a lot of launch things coming up in the next like six weeks or so. Oh, that, that's
0: great. And you're the, you're the things that you have going on with real estate. I, I don't think I realized it until I, I met you at Pink Creators and I heard the story behind it. I think it can be if you're an onlooker from social media, I think it can be a, easy to overlook
1: Yeah. Just
0: how much. And I know you tell us how busy you are. And I don't think anybody. (laughs) I'm not making it up. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm sure because if you've ever remodeled just one house, it seems like it consumes your life. So I can imagine. Um, But you you have a a lot of real estate things going on. And uh, it's pretty amazing that you can shuffle them all. Oh,
1: listen, I'm just going to tell you a secret. I got stuff going on. I haven't told the internet about yet. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got, I've got a few more surprises up my sleeve. So, I mean, when when I get online and I talk about like, I'm running from here to there and I am barely managing my life. Like I'm, I'm really starting now to think about like, how, how am I going to be able to keep up this pace and scale it? Right. So Um, I am going to hire when I get my villas open, you know, hopefully early 23, I am going to hire innkeepers. And so I'm going to let them for the most part, like take charge of like running the Airbnbs, running the long-term rentals. And like, I'm going to pay them well to take care of all of that so that I can be released from a little bit of this crazy to, you know, start traveling again. So I am looking at ways that I can, start scaling back a little bit.
0: Oh that's wonderful. So the the villas, I cannot wait. Every time you get to my bottom, I get so excited. So cute. Uh because every time we pass by a little deserted hotel, like the really small ones, like I'm like, oh every time I see know them, I have this vision of what it could be. And so I can't wait to get
1: those done. T- Listen, they, it is, it is the most wonderful and stressful thing I've ever done in my entire life. I mean, I am bleeding money, like nobody's business. And I I say this all the time in stories. I say, y'all better come stay with me because I got to pay for these villas. And, (laughs) and if you look at the long-term projections, like the numbers work, right? They, they totally work. But it's just getting to that point where they are making money. It is so scary, Renee. It's the biggest risk I've ever taken in my entire life. Biggest, hands down.
0: Well, I certainly have you in my prayers. But Thank
1: you. I need it. <laughs> I
0: cannot wait. And every time you show a lot fixture, every time you show yeah. some wallpaper, I get excited. And um, the, the towel, I mean, I just can't wait to oh, see. Oh,
1: good. Good, good
0: so um what else can you share with us anything
1: else that we should know about you well um I will tell you that I always have things up my sleeve whether it's you know stuff revolving around content creation or real estate or um like I, I I don't quit you know I just um like I'm I'm never satisfied with where I am And I'm not talking about, you know, money or whatever in general, like I'm always, always pushing forward, like whatever, you know, that might look like. Um, I've been pretty open about that. I am working on a book and I do have a book agent that um, I'm working with and bless his heart. He's so kind and patient with me. (laughs) He's just waiting on me. He is just waiting on me to get my ducks in the row and, you know, get my proposal finished so that we can go out and start pitching it. So that that is something that is hopefully going to come, you know, sooner than later. And then I also get asked um, almost every single day, you know, if I will, will you come help me do my house? Will you help me pick paint colors? Will you, you know, do this? Will you teach me how to do real estate? And so this is something we talked about at Pink Creatives, as you know, but um, I do want to write like a some kind of like real estate investing slash design course that's probably going to happen in 2023 maybe um so those are those are a couple teasers and then there's obviously stuff I can't talk about but you know more more fun coming
0: well we can't wait to see what you you. have for us and thank you very excited about the book and um and I, I I think sharing your knowledge about real estate and
1: design is going to be such a blessing so i can't wait to see that oh thank you and i'll give you a quick (laughs) teaser about the book like there i mean i'm very open right i'm very open about my story but there's like three like pretty major major things in my life that like people that are close to me know you know my my real life friends if you will um but um, I have not told my online community. And so I'm saving that for my book. And they're like really three really big life altering things that I haven't shared. And it just, it, you know, everybody knows I'll walk through divorce, blah, 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 all that. But um, it has not been an easy road to get to where I am today. Um, and so I'm going to blow the lid off on all of that in my book. Oh, so exciting.
0: Yes. So I think, I, I don't think anybody that we see that's successful has had an easy right. an easy road. Uh, I think we appreciate it. It makes us happier people for it to be a little difficult sometimes. Yes. I don't like to think about that, but right. uh, I'm a very uh, positive person. I think we should work toward uh, happiness and things, all the good stuff, but the hard things make makes the the good things better
1: yeah and you don't see it in the minute you know I get all of these dms and and emails from girls that are walking through divorce or heartache similar situation and my encouragement to them is always like you you cannot see it in the moment and people would tell me you're gonna be fine like life's gonna go on you're gonna be fine and I was like no I'm not like my life is over I'm never gonna be happy again But here I am, you know, 12, 13 years down the road and it was all worth it. Like I would not trade a minute of my story for anything. So that's my encouragement to anybody that's listening, like whatever you're walking through right now, like it will get better. It will get better. And my story is living proof and your story is living proof for me.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing everything with us. And thank you for making time for me and my audience. I really appreciate it. Thank you Um, for having me. Now, I shared about Pink Creatives, and you have a, another one coming up. Yes. Um, and do you, if you have space in that, I guess they can reach out to you or
1: about yeah, so
0: upcoming the, events maybe around that.
1: Yeah, so we do have just a few seats left, so we're not sold out yet. We have a few seats left, and the website is pinkcreatives.com. And so my friend Wendy Chair Wimsey and I started that retreat and it actually came out of a need that I just talked about. Like people are hungry for um, how we run our creative businesses and they want to know how to do that. And Wendy and I are both so busy um, and we just we don't have time to mentor people one on one. And so what we started doing is creating this retreat. So we bring 24 creative business, like-minded women into Round Top Texas. And you can attest to this, Renee, like we treat you like royalty for three days and we pull back the curtain on our businesses. We talk about how much money we make. We talk about the ins and the outs, like, um, you know, the good, the good, bad, and the ugly, the hard work that we had to put in to make it happen, to get to where we are today. And I think you can agree with this, Renee, but people leave like inspired and like ready to take on the world. And when Wendy and I were building our businesses, we attended very similar events and we saw the value in that. And so now we want to pour into other women and help them do the same.
0: Uh, yes, I I can say that uh, it was more than worth it. I have been to lots of conferences over the last five or six years. Both of you were so approachable. You shared so much. We could ask questions. It was just even better than I expected, and um, it it really did. Um, it was life altering just oh. to know the people that I met and you and Wendy and how you just shared openly about your businesses and just seeing other people in in creative businesses making money because you know that sometimes we think if you're creative you just have to bypass the money it can't right. be important and unfortunately we need money to live yes yes. <laughs> and so uh just just all of that being combined it was wonderful uh, so I I loved it and I
1: highly recommend it so Thank you. Thank you. We're excited. October 2nd, (laughs) 3rd, and 4th is the next one.
0: That is great. Well, thank you so much for being here. So that was my friend, Sarah. What a blessing. And she gave us a whole lot to think about. Um, But I really, one thing that I want to point out here is Sarah gave us a little secret to really having what we want in life and working toward it, I asked her about, you know, when she had gone through that year uh, of the FIRE program, if it was hard, you know, to go back, and she said something that is really important. She said, well, I really didn't change anything, and sometimes when we are pushing toward something, we will make some sacrifices or what feels like sacrifices, and then we get pretty comfortable with them, and all of a sudden, we get so comfortable that we think we can go back to the way it used to be. And I I believe this is the secret to if it's a budget or a diet or just good relationships and communication. You can be going along and doing really well, and then you can lose focus and lose progress. But as Sarah shared, she she didn't really go back to the way it was before. So that is what I really want to share with you about this episode that is one of the things that stood out. There's so much, it is packed full of stuff, but that is one thing that stood out to me when I was interviewing Sarah. I thought, well, that's the secret right there to everything is not to go back. So have a great week.